Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. Sweet. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you guys are here. We are, um, like I said earlier, in the middle of a series uh, called From This Day Forward, about five commitments uh, that we really believe wholeheartedly can change and fail-proof your relationships and your marriages. And so we've been talking about um, the first two, these last two weeks. And um, the first one uh, Pastor Ken shared with us was we need to seek God. We need to seek number one. And uh, a challenge we gave you guys is to seek number one with your number two, is to pray together uh, every day for a week or continue that on. And I can't tell you how many stories, even just today after the first service this morning, about people that has really changed uh, just their relationship, even if it was once or twice in the entire week that they were bold and they were brave and they prayed together out loud, they sought number one with their number two and the difference that makes. We um, last week talked about fighting fair and uh, we had a lot of fun about that because we all fight and um, the challenge was is this week that you would think that way, that you would have some fair fights, that you would be quick to listen, which is so tough to do and slow to speak and slow to become angry in the midst of your fights. And today we get to Talk about having fun. Everybody loves to have fun. Um, it's important to have fun in your relationships, and uh, we're going to get into that. And the last two is, that we're going to talk about next week is to stay pure and to never give up. So we're going to say these all together because we're going to make these commitments. We need to remember what they are, and uh, so we need to say them so we can practice them. So first, say this out loud with me. We're going to seek, then we're going to fight, and we're going to have we're going to stay and never. All right, good. So that's what we're going to do. Um, it says in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 9, 9, it says, live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for your earthly toil. In the NIV version, it says, enjoy your wife whom you love. Without fun, together in your relationships, without fun and romance and sexual intimacy, it's boring. Uh, it's no good. It turns into, uh, it's reduced to just a business relationship. You can find yourself being just two people existing in the same house and living two different separate lives, going through the monotony of just the routine and what's going on and taking care of things. And you find that fun is no longer beginning to exist in your relationship. And so it's important to make sure that you're having fun. No one ever falls in love being bored. If you think back to uh, the times that you've fallen in love with anything, uh, it wasn't boring. You were having fun together. You were having fun doing what... No one... To get really down, I mean, think about it. Many of you maybe have fallen in love with a puppy. It was not boring. You weren't like <laughs> bored hanging out. You're like, I love this boring animal. Uh, it was fun. Uh, you've, you guys make sure that you have fun in your relationships. It's never been boring and it's important to do so. Um, some of us, you know, feel like it's a luxury in marriage, and that's not true. It's, fun is not a luxury in marriage. Um, some of us say that we don't have time for it, that we're just too busy for it in marriage. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't make time to have fun, the, the reality is, is you won't have a marriage for very long. It's important to have fun. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And specifically, we're going to talk about three types of fun. Every married couple uh, or people in relationships or if you're planning on getting married should look forward to or should have. 
And um, I uh, have gotten to have lots of fun with an uh, individual person, and um, she has been uh, a steady, the most compassionate person I've known. She takes care of her children. She carries me, so she's strong. <laughs> um, she smells what I step in. She picks up what I'm laying down. She floats my boat. Uh, she is uh, a very intelligent, uh, compassionate woman. She serves the unservable and loves the unlovable uh, on a daily basis and blows my mind. And I'm excited and really nervous to invite my wife, Michelle, up here. So we, uh, this is the first time, this is the first time we've ever d- done anything like this in uh, all of our years, so be nervous for us. <laughs> we, on Saturday night, was the, the rule was is we were going to do it for sure on Saturday night, and, and then we would, we would see. see about Sunday. So we've made it this far. We have survived. So um, we're going to talk about these three types of fun that everyone should have, and the first one is face-to-face. Face-to-face is a really important one. This is this is like the times that you remember maybe when you were dating or if you are dating right now or you're planning a date. Face-to-face time is so important. There was the times you'd just talk together until 2 in the morning. Uh, the, I remember when we were dating, um, she's a school teacher and athletic trainer, and I was a, a youth pastor at a church, and I was coaching football, and um, we started dating, and I remember we, would, um, we didn't want all of the students to know because, you know, the gossip would start about what was going on, and so we would go, and I remember going to Starbucks, and we didn't want anyone to see us, so we sat out back on a retaining wall next to the garbage can for like four hours. It's so romantic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sit by the garbage can. It was can. awesome, but just those times to have face-to-face time is so important, because what you'll do is you'll find if you're not doing that, you find most of your conversations and communication is about schedules and things that are coming up, not about spiritual things, not about the future, not about personal stuff. And about four years into our marriage, I would say that we realized that we had a problem when we were in our community group and we were learning um, about some important things in the other person's life at community group. (laughs) So one of us would share and be like, what? Really? Wow. I did not know that. Uh, And so we realized we need to have some face-to-face time and figure out how to slow that down just a little bit. Um, women, it's really easy for us and pretty typical to uh, blame men for bad communication, Amen. right? Um, but <laughs> we can be just as guilty of this. Um, we have expectations of how things are going to go, right? We have in our head our little to-do lists and our expectations about how a date night's going to go, how a family day out's going to go, even how our morning routine before taking the kids to school is going to go. Um, and if we don't share those expectations with our husband or our boyfriend, if you're dating, um, and then we get all frustrated because things don't go the way that we thought they should go. They don't know why we're upset. We just had a whole family day together. Why are you upset? But it didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um, So we need to be good communicators and communicate those expectations so they know, and then we don't have the frustrations. And they are much more likely to meet those expectations if we share them with him, right? Um, Also, there is a time for communication and there is a time not. Um, We both have jobs where we talk a lot. I teach high school, um, so I talk a lot during the day. Also, I'm a girl, so I have a lot more words to share during the day, right? Um, But I have learned that as soon as he walks (laughs) in the door coming home from work, that's not the time to bombard him with questions about how his day was and how did this go and this is what the kids did and this is what happened. Um, he very early on started using the term, I'm out of words, 
How many guys out there have ever used that one? I'm out of words. All right, a couple of years. <laughs> so guys, if you don't have this term, write it, we're giving it to you out of words. Because they got, the women, they have like 30,000 a day uh, words to just use. It could just keep going. Us guys, we're like right around the 250 <laughs> words a day. So it's, it's okay to come and they're wanting some feedback. You're just not there yet. You need that time to say, I'm out of words. Um, but don't get yourself in trouble. Every time she talks to you, don't say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> take your, take your right. minute or two and kind of recover, and then you can participate. So, so yeah, that that's was kind of my cue to, to wait. Because mm-hmm. uh, not only was he out of words to share with me, but he probably wasn't going to be listening very well to what I wanted him to hear from that conversation. So if I waited till later after the kids were in bed, or at least until he had a little longer to kind of decompress, we could have a much more meaningful conversation that we both were contributing to and listening to each other at that time. Mm-hmm. So the other times that you have face-to-face time doesn't ne- just need to be about communicating your schedule and how your day was and what's coming up, um, but it needs to, you need to have that romantic side in there. It's noticing details. And we see that in uh, the Bible in Song of Songs. It says in 7... 1 through 14, we're going to see this um, visual of him starting from the bottom, his, her feet, and working his way all the way up her body. It says, how beautiful your sandaled feet, O prince's daughter. Your graceful legs are like jewels, the works of a craftsman's hands. Your navel's rounded goblet that never lacks splendid wine. Your waist is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies. Don't say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. Your neck is like an ivory ivory tower, and your eyes are the pools of Heshbon by the gate of Bath Raman. Um, The details are what's important. When you're face-to-face, get detailed. Men, we like headlines. Women, they like the details. Men, the, the women come out, and they're like, how do I look? And we're headlines. We're like, fine. You look, we're good to go. And we just Let's worked roll. hard to look that yeah, way, right? They don't we want, want that. a little more. You say fine, and they're like, that's not fine. No, something's wrong. I need to go back and take forever <laughs> to reevaluate what they're going to look like. You need to notice stuff. They want you to know and pay attention to that. They're like prepared. And so like pick something. You know, those shoes are awesome. <laughs> they totally match. I don't know if they match or not. But... I love your, uh, the dangly earrings. Those are great. Aren't those hurting? <laughs> Pick something. They want the details um, when you're uh, in women. That doesn't mean we need it. Remember, we like headlines. We don't need to know that our shoes don't match. We don't care. So we don't need to know that we're not allowed to go. We're going to go out, period, like this. And you're going to decide if you're going to be near us. Um, just create some time where your goal is just to talk. Just make, make an effort Schedule on a regular basis if you have to. Just slow down and make some time to talk. Remember why you liked each other so much. Um, watching television, taking the kids to a, an event, uh, reading a book, playing games on your, on your phones or some sort of device, or, uh, that's not face-to-face time. So you need to put it down. Have some face-to-face time. Make that important. The second thing you need to have is side-to-side. You need to have side-to-side says in song, Solomon says uh, in 7.11, verse 11, Come, my lover, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Men especially crave side-by-side time. This isn't working because I'm not seeing very men with their arm around their wife right now. Men, go ahead and 
I'm going to let you do the move. There you go. Thank you. Men especially crave side-by-side time. Just to be close, women do it too. They're the ones that's going to reach over and hold your hand in the car when you're driving or when you're somewhere else. Uh, we're going to hold hands together most of the times because if I let go, she's going to be shopping. Uh, it's going to keep her it's like my leash. <laughs> like, we're window shopping. You let go. She's like, oh, I got to go in and look and touch. So you got to be careful about uh, that. One. We very early on in our relationship read a book called The Five Love Languages. And I don't know if any of you have read that. Um, it's not just for married couples. There's a version for the love languages of children. There's love languages for singles. So there's a lot of different scenarios. And it really applies to all relationships, not just to romantic relationships. Um, but the, the whole premise of it is that we all have one of these five ways where we feel most loved. Um, and those five love languages are physical touch. We all know what that is, so no explanation. Figure it out. Quality time. Uh, that's just being around each other. Like, I just want you to sit on the couch next to me or just hang out and go for a walk. Quality time. Uh, words of encouragement. Uh, those are, how many of you guys are like the note writers? Like, you love getting little notes, and some of you. Be brave. You can be a <laughs> note person. Uh, how many of you guys like writing notes? You're like, I just want to write a note. Just really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of her number twos. I remember early. That's not one of mine. And no, she, it's you not. Know, I don't need her to tell me. Like, you're super awesome. I'm like, man, whatever. <laughs> I would go on a trip and stuff and like open my clothes and fall out and be like, oh, what's that? And it was like a little note. And I'm like, oh, no. I thought I was being so sweet putting all these notes in there. Yeah, he didn't no. care. Um, number four is gifts, yeah, that's which me. is his. Where's my gift, people? You like a gift. All right. See, it would have been better. Ah, gummy bears. Huh, cool. <laughs> and then the last one is acts of service. All right, that's like doing something without being asked or told where it is or how to do it, right? Like, like, like folding the laundry. No, unloading, something else. Give me another example. Unloading the dishwasher, <laughs> yeah. taking out the garbage. Yeah. Finding the vacuum. <laughs> Cleaning the bathroom is right. probably going too far, but it would be nice, right, ladies? Um, so Larry definitely scores highest in gifts. Um, my highest is quality time. Um, it's really easy to love on somebody else the way you want to be loved, right? Because that is what you are identifying the most with. But that isn't necessarily how you're going to connect with them the most. Example, um, if he has been asking for some gift, whatever it may be for a while, and then I decide that, oh, we're going to go out on a date night, and it's going to be get a sitter, and we're just going to go for a walk and spend all this nice time together... That's not going to meet his love language because that's my love language. And he's going to be like, where's the gift you want? I wanted yeah. like what happened here? I just wanted to surprise you. But, oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> he's not going to like the surprise. <laughs> for me, <laughs> the best gift he's probably ever given me was one year for my birthday. Right after we had our first child, he got me season tickets. We were in Arizona. So season tickets to the Broadway shows at the theater there. That was a built-in date night for a whole year. Every time a new production came, I got to get dressed up, we got to go out to dinner, and I got to go to this Broadway show. Mm -hmm. He does not like Broadway shows, but we mm -hmm. went, we had a great time, and it was built in for my quality time, and that's what I needed then. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of people like sing talking to me. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's important to her, so make sure I love spend... It. Side-by-side side time. Uh, some of the other things you can do side-by-sides that's really fun, especially for guys, is, you know, like, do, do sets together. Early on, um, we uh, joined a co-ed softball team together, and it was fun. It was like, we went out and just got to go do things together. It was fun to just, like, play catch. I was like, this is awesome. We're, like, playing catch together. This is fun. We're doing things together. 
working out together. You know, we'd work out together. We were training for a half marathon. We'd go jogging together. That was super fun. I was much slower than her, but it was still cool because it was, I was watching her jog. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was down, whatever. I'll chase. Um, uh, so do things together. Enter into the other person's world. If they, have a, if they have a trip they need to go on, figure out if there's one of those trips that you can go with them uh, to, uh, that thing, and do things with them uh, uh, with their work trips. Or if they ride a motorcycle, go on a, a trip with them. They go fishing. Try fishing or golfing. Um, guys, go to the grocery store with her. Go spend some side-by-side time together. Go or watch a weird wedding dress show or something and uh, go get your nails done. Something in her world, go do something side by side together. I'll tell you, there's two times when men are most likely to open up. Uh, the first one is when they're doing something that they really like or something that he really enjoys. Uh, the second time is when right after he's done doing something with you that he really enjoys. So that leads us right to the next one. Um, the next one and then the last one is belly button to belly button. Belly button to belly button is very important. It says... Song of Psalms 7, 11 through 12. Come, my lover, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. That sounds awesome. Uh, translated, it sounds like they went to the park to have sex in the park. Uh, so don't. Please don't. Well, it's illegal. We not it might be on your bucket list. that today. It is biblical, but it's not a line you want to use. Um, <laughs> it's saying, hey, make time. Make time for this to have uh, belly button to belly button time. It says in Proverbs 5, 18 uh, through 19, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be captivated by her love. So we all know, men, you want it. You need to work on your approach. Men, work on your approach. We, we can make anything sexual. Like we could be mowing the lawn. I'll mow your lawn. That's right. Like anything. <laughs> we you get me some water? Oh, I'll get you a tall drink of water. I'll get you a nice... Anything. Change the tire. I'm going to change your tire. It, it, work, men... Work on your approach. You know, like we also, ladies, I'm just going to tell you right now, this is okay. You should do this. You know, like we, we like to go maybe to bed a little early because we like to watch you get changed. And that's all we want. We just want to like see. We don't need to do anything else. Guys, it's not like that for women. Work on your approach. Um, you don't need to be coming in after you like mow the lawn and you're like all sweaty and you're going to walk around naked. So. And just be like, I just wanted to make sure you could see this. Because they don't. They're like, you are sick. Put a towel and get in the shower and get clean. That is not them. So men, work on your approach. Mm-hmm. Women, make an approach. <laughs> That's it. Women, make an approach for the love. Uh, women, you got to work on this one too. It's just as important. Uh, you know, satin is better than flannel. Uh, make an approach. It's okay. Uh, you can work and get your way there. We do recognize that this is a big point of tension and anxiety in a lot of marriages, especially early on in marriage. Um, It's really important that you don't wait until you're in that moment um, or even in the bedroom to have a conversation about this because then there's too many emotions involved. There's uh, just too much going on in that moment. 
So to remember that um, women, especially if, if you have hurts from past relationships, if you have insecurities, insecurities about yourself, um, this is where open communication is so important. Mm. And to have the discussions that you need to have about that. We, we can't just use it as a cop-out in the bedroom. Mm. Um, we need to have that discussion beforehand, before we get there, so that then we're all on the same page as far as what's going on and can work through some of those hurts and insecurities along the way. Um, the other thing would be that um, men help, help us out. Um, that in talking about this, and, and we were trying to figure out what to say, and, and I kind of used the term foreplay all day, um, and he was making fun of me for it. And I, I was, was like, making no. fun of her. I just didn't think she'd really say it. <laughs> it's like, I was trying awesome. to explain to him, I and I didn't you. know a better way, a better words to use. Um, that for women, this is where those love languages really come into play. Right. Um, it, is that we need to, to feel loved, not just when we walk into the bedroom. So throughout the day... Um, Guys, if you figure out your wife's love language to have those connections throughout the day, whether it be, you know, for words of affirmation, sending a text for the day, um, unloading the dishwasher while she's putting the kids to bed, folding a load of laundry while, you know, while she's doing something else, that kind of stuff, whatever's going to work for the two of you, just a compliment, um, a thank you for something. This is going to go a really long ways in helping us come to bed in satin instead of flannel because that's going to get us to feel like um, there, there's some more love there out, outside of just once we stop, step into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all I got. Thank you. You're welcome. That's good. <laughs> um, so make this important. Set a date. Uh, you got to figure it out. You need to get creative about it. These are important things to do. Set a date. Get a babysitter. Plan a nice dinner. Uh, guys, don't, for a date, don't just think, you know, setting a date, planning a nice dinner is in it. Remember, we're headlines, they're details. Wash the car when you're going to do that. So they get in, they're not getting into your yuck or you've, wow, you've thought about this. You've thought this out. Those are the little teeny extra steps. Um, you know, plan a bath, light some candles. If you're the candle person, uh, massage, turn on some Marvin Gaye, if that's like your gig. Um, you know, some of you guys say, Hey, we have little kids. There's no time. It's always stressful. Little kids. Dora the Explorer lasts 30 minutes. Put on some Dora, go in the other room, and go, Diego, go. <laughs> um, men, uh, this is, now I'm going to say this for most. Most men desire more sex. It just is. Not all. I know this, but most men desire more sex than women. Um, but most women don't realize that this is a crisis. And I'm being serious about this. The lack of sex is as emotionally serious to him as a sudden silence to you. You are his only legitimate way to find sexual fulfillment. And you need to understand that. You got to figure out how to work through this. And uh, it's a conversation. And it should be an open conversation. And it starts with the side-by-side and the face-to-face time. Uh, And you need to make sure that you make that just as important. Just as important. Um, If you're sitting there, you know, thinking the grass is greener on the other side, it's time to start watering your own grass pause in that moment and start investing and making that commitment to having fun and spending those important moments together, face to face, side by side, and belly button to belly button. It's that important. Would you guys bow your heads? Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship 
located in Benicia, California. 